It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Chemist Warehouse is home to the LifeSpace probiotic range. Shop in store or online. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It's Wednesday the 17th of November. It is the day, it is the day that you're going to hear about it all day, really. We're going to go to Queenstown later on today. Can't wait to get down to the big smoke down south. Anyway, coming up on the show, we've got a great show for you at the moment. Currently, the All-Whites are winning at halftime 1-0 over the Gambia. Chris Wood scoring that goal. We'll keep you up to date with that. And then we're going to chat about a bit, a bit, of that, a bit about it later on in the show. Anyway, coming up. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies after eight, caller number eight has the chance to win $1,476. The first question is, who coached the All-Whites in 1982 FIFA World Cup? The answer is John Adshead. John Adshead is the answer, okay? That is the first question after eight. There is ten questions, you get them all right. You take away the $1,476, and 14.76 a.m. is our Auckland frequency, and we are representing Auckland this week, and we're giving you the chance to take away some money. How it works, you get the first one right, you win $14.76, uh, $14. and then you get 10 right, you win $1,476. There you go. As soon as you miss, you're out. You take away what you've won. Anyway, that's going to be uh, just after 8 o'clock. Call the number 8, so make sure you, you stay tuned and you get ready for Bears and Izzy's radio frequencies. Anyway, to kick off the show today, we want to talk to some uh, talk about some Kiwi golfers doing some big things, and they keep performing on the big stage. Denzel, Iramia, Lydia Ko, uh, Steve Alka, the list can go on. Anyway, we've got SCNZ host Phil Tatarangi, well, he will join us to talk talk about those Kiwi golfers and the excess. And over the weekend, I want to talk about Denzel Iramia, who Baz knows quite well. He got to play with him down in Queenstown. And 
see what he's about. He can absolutely boom it. So maybe he'll be able to help us with our drivers, Bez. Anyway, we're going to chat to Phil Tatarangi later on in the show. And then All Whites are currently facing the Gambia. Like I said, they're winning 1-0. And we'll keep you up to date with that performance. And then former All Whites and Kiwi journeyman Jacob Spoonley <coughs> will join us to break down this performance and also a few of the games before that. So looking forward to chatting to Jacob Spoonley. And then we have our Razine Cricket catch-up. This morning we have young Kiwi cricket sensation Amelia Melikur after taking a wee break to focus on her mental health, and I commend her on that. She's back playing for Wellington. She's currently just joining up into the uh, the Black uh, the White Ferns cricket team, and they're about to have a wee camp leading into the World Cup next year. So we just want to chat to her. She's been going great guns since she's been back playing for Wellington. Back-to-back fifers, so she's bowling really well. And we're going to chat to her just after 8 o'clock. And then on the bats and Izzy's breakfast show, we're going to talk a bit about property. We have Debbie from Property Apprentice, <laughs> and she'll talk to us about the current property market around the country. A lot of banks are changing, a lot of lending Things are happening within the banks. It's getting harder and harder. Anyway, we want to chat to Debbie from the Property Apprentice about the property market at the moment. So keep the texts coming through throughout the morning. Any questions for Baz or myself, text us on double eight double three or call us on the Kennard's Hire phone line 0800 150 811 and we'll answer those questions. John Adshead. John Adshead. That is question <laughs> number one just after 8 o'clock. So stay tuned and you can win that money. Anyway, that's enough of me. We'll pass it over to the team. Hope, hope the team's all good in Auckland. Trudy, Louie, Joe and Kez in the background. And my good co-host, Baz McCullum, who I'm going to see at a potentially about quarter to nine later on tonight. Look forward to seeing you, brother. How are you? Are you all packed and ready to go, mate? Fizzing. I am fizzing as good morning. <laughs> My brother, good morning everyone up there in Auckland. We hope you guys get some good news today as well, with a bit of luck. Hey Trudes, hey Louie, hey Kez, Joe, you've got a t-shirt on. <laughs> Yesterday you wore this fancy striped um, collared shirt and you vowed to maintain a high standard of dress right throughout the remainder yeah. of your what career here at SNZ. And today <laughs> you've turned up with some sort of tie-dye kind of Pokemon t-shirt, oversized. Slightly loose around the neck and just ruined all hope. It's all cool, right. bro. It's cool. Yeah, I, I, I see like okay. high standards and like cool, like good fashion, good looking. I'm a good looking guy. It looks good. <laughs> I, I just like consistency oh, in the people that I'm surrounded by, Joe. It's all just consistency. It's like, you know, <laughs> like you, you preach that you're going to wear this flash outfit yesterday, uh, today, moving forward, and you've turned up in a tie-dye sort of T-shirt. Anyway, good to see you, Joe. We love you. We love you, Joe. Um, but no, we good as. Um, mate, uh, I'm fizzing, actually. Really excited about Queenstown. Packed my golfing kit yesterday, last night. Went out the backyard, actually. Started chipping around with me little wedges, trying to find a little groove there, and had a few swings in the in the window sort of uh, reflection with my driver to make sure that I'm, as you said, just having the, the club face at 11 o'clock at the top of my swing and being able to yep, drive yep. through, keep it square. 
uh, changed out my putter because that's been rubbish um, and started, made sure I had suitable um, drinking equipment with me as well so I didn't die of dehydration um, and then just got myself ready for, for the trip. Had plenty on yesterday actually mate but uh, but most of it was focused around just being ready for our, our little journey down to Queenstown tonight. You're going a bit earlier though which I'm incredibly yeah. jealous of. Yeah, <laughs> to the wife's disgust, let's be honest, Baz, I told you last night that I, I actually fly at 2.30. And she goes, oh, do you? I thought you fly at night time. No, I'm actually going down at 2.30 at because that was the only flight from Christchurch to Queenstown. So I've gone down early and I'm actually playing <laughs> uh, nine holes. When I get down, I'm going to go play nine holes and have a wee little tinker on the on the new nine down there at uh in Queenstown, so I'm looking forward to it. <coughs> to bat, um, to to Stephen's disgust, actually. I uh, so yesterday I put it to uh, Steve, Stephen. I'm gonna call him Stephen. I put it to Stephen Fleming. I said, Flem, can I have some more shots? He just screened me, gave me the double blue tick, and didn't write back. And I was like, <laughs> all day, just seen me, gave me the scene. And then last night I wrote to you. I said, mate, Flem's just giving me the scene. And then you wrote back and said, oh, he's. <laughs> He, he played with you last week, and he reckons that your foot is actually helping your golf game. And I was absolutely disgusted. I said, no, it's not helping my golf game. It's, it's not. I can hardly walk. Um, so, and then he wrote back, and he says, I'll have to put it to the committee. So apparently it's got to go to the committee. But what are your thoughts, mate? I deserve a couple of shots, surely. I shot 80. Oh, I think you deserve a couple five. of shots. Well, you're just not fully able-bodied, are you? I mean, you've come off a broken no. foot. You just haven't had the ability to um, to prepare the way that you would like to. But, you know, as they say, class is permanent. So, you know, you just, it's in there. You never lose your, yeah. you never lose your skills. You lose the ability to access your skills. So, <laughs> you, you have those, you have those there, Izzy, and I'm sure you'll bring them out, especially under the, the competitive environment, which is the Donk Golf Tournament. Oh, it's fizzing. Just a quick, just a pick, oh. quick pick up on that flight there. So my flight yeah. goes via Christchurch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving Tauranga at four o'clock, <laughs> stopping in Christchurch on the way, <laughs> and then getting oh. into Queenstown at twenty no, think, to nine. I think because of COVID. I think because of COVID, they don't want to let people <laughs> off the plane, so they just stop and refuel, and then they carry on. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's an hour and a half yeah. there of refueling in Christchurch. Oh, is it? So I thought oh, you might be going to do some advanced work for SGNZ. <laughs> yeah, I'm going actually because yeah. I'm going to take down all the equipment. I've got all the equipment, the laptops, the, the microphones. I've got everything. So when you get there, Bears McCallum, when you get there, it'll all be set up. Your your bed will be, you know, all, all ready for you to tuck in and get ready for the Thursday show. And, you know, it'll all be ready for you, Bears. And I might even have a nice akaroa red wine there waiting for you at the table. Eh? How does that sound, Skip? What a touch that is. What a touch. So you're sort of like, not just on-air talent, but you're sort of starting to, to head towards producer stuff as well. Louis, look out. Izzy's coming for your producer role as well. That's all right. I might oh, take no, take no. Joe's gig. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Push the button? Well. Sometimes that doesn't happen. <laughs> ah, oh, you seen it, well, didn't I? <laughs> oh, 
Everyone's got their own certain roles, but um, no, I'm really looking forward to it, Baz. It's going to be good. But tell us about your day yesterday, mate. Tell us about your day. You had a full day as being George Clooney on the on the film set, mate. What did you get up to? <laughs> mate, I left. Obviously, we, we got off here at 9 o'clock. We did our little review thing after, and then I was running around frantically trying to grab all my kit, and I had to go to this photo shoot thing for... Uh, one of my sponsors, which started at 9.30 and rolled through. It was meant to finish at 4.30, so I was like heavy dreading the entire day. Um, but the boys actually smashed it out. They came over from from uh, over the hill as well, and they came and we smashed it out. So I was all done by about nice. 2.30, which was which was pretty awesome. But uh, long days. I'm not used to working yeah. that hard, is, you know? <laughs> Like playing cricket, you go out there, you try and slog a couple of sixes, and you go and park up back in the pavilion watching everyone else bat. But those quite relaxed days, whereas now it's like, whew, long, long day. But it was good, wow. and ticked off a couple of obligations. You were out on the farm, weren't you? Tinkering with yep. some of yep. your, so your equipment. Oh, that, that's the thing. So my, I've, I've had a wee little mare here. Had a wee little mare, so that we we organised the donk months ago, months ago. But anyway, my, my wife, she organised for the in-laws to come down, and the whole reason the in-laws are coming down is um, they are helping. Well, we, you know, when you own a lifestyle block, there's always jobs to be done. So my father-in-law's down here. Anyway, I finished the show yesterday, and I'm just walking out, you know, feeling good. And then I look outside. There's a digger on the back of me truck. So he's gone and hired a digger. And I've gone, oh, no, what's going on here? So he's on the digger. Lucky my neighbour's got a bobcat, so I was on the bobcat, and we were just um, shifting dirt all day out, out by the shed and laying gravel. And, yeah, so I went out there at 10 o'clock, and we are doing that till about, I think it was about 5, 5.30. So we're on the oh. tools all day, just shifting shifting dirt, gravel, and, and my wife wants, she's they're building my wife a greenhouse because she's getting all... You know, wants to live off the land, so we're growing vegetables <laughs> and things like that. Oh, my. Don't, don't get me started. I, said, I was just vegetables, you're growing. a one-off. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we are in a hoker. We are in a hoker. <laughs> that is true as well. Um, yeah, and then I told the in-laws yesterday, I said, oh, I'm going to Queenstown tomorrow, and that, that just yeah, threw a spanner in the works too, so I'm leaving them home. Did you tell, them, tell them, them it's for work? I think. It's for work. Yeah, I said it's for work. We're, we're sharing, but, oh, I should have been, yeah, yeah, I should have been honest from the start, but I kind of just, you know, just kind of filtering it out, just really letting little bits out along the way, and then last night I just let it all out to Daisy, and she was quite... So what studio are you going to do? And I said, oh, no, we're doing it in our hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got but you've got to set that kid up. She goes, I thought, <laughs> yeah, but I've got to sit. I thought you were going down there to do it at the studio. I said, nah, we're just doing it at Millbrook. We're just staying there. And she, <laughs> oh, what are you doing during the days? Oh, we're playing golf. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> slowly, yeah, you because know, she can't stop me going. I'm going today, so it's really my bags are picked. So just slowly. Did you tell her that out. she could listen to Smitty from nine to twelve, <laughs> Steph from twelve till four, and Kirsten Beef for drive? Did yeah, you say man. that? Like you, yeah. we can't yeah. cross over into their shows. We can only work mm. during our show. During the no, but she, I kind of sold it like we're going down to um, talk to potential clients. You know, potential. Um, us commercial sponsorship partners, you know, but oh, we are, we're, we're doing that, we're, we're sharing that, we're, we're spreading that, but anyway, I kind of made it sound like that, but we are, it's okay. Anyway, we better talk some sports soon, shall we? You're sort of moving into marketing as well. Jeepers, how many hats have you got here at SNZ? <laughs> eh? well, I've got plenty because I used to be bald. Potential producer, <laughs> marketing manager, <laughs> far out. <laughs> sponsorship and advertising, far out. No, we've got, we're lucky. We've got a good team here. We've got the right people in the right seats on the bus heading in the right direction, haven't we? Is, that's mm. what it's all we about. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Even Joe, you know. Even Joe, we just keep him, keep him driving yeah, the bus before seat. We, before we get off there, Baz, to a wee little stoppage in the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show, we want to give a wee plug to Millbrook. Millbrook uh, are looking after uh, myself and, and you, Baz, and for a couple of days so without them we will probably wouldn't have a place to stay so really appreciate you it's a wonderful place if you haven't been there it's an area town it's got three uh nine hole championship golf courses and uh there's actually a new nine holes as well which i'll be playing today but no it's a it's a wonderful place wonderful part of the country if you're down there in queenstown go to Arrowtown millbrook resort it's outstanding um i really enjoy my time staying there bears but anyway coming up on the show I want to talk to you about this, mate. Kane Williamson is missing from the T20 side to face India. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Big loss, but mentally probably the right thing with a big season ahead and a big tour over there in India. So I want to get your thoughts after a wee break. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, you are. It's 6.24 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for its... Uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast for SENZ. Call anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150 811. Chris Wood has just scored his second for the All Whites in their match against the Gambia. So they are now up 2 0. Maybe give us a shout about some football or maybe give us a shout. And if you think that Izzy and I are just very good at being able to multitask and play, play golf alongside such busy working hours that we. That we uphold, but give us a shout anytime. We'll send us a text as well, double eight, double three. Um, just really interesting that point you made before the break there is around Kane missing the T20s over in India. Mm. <clears throat> I, I'm not surprised to be honest, mate. He, he's got his elbow is quite a it's, it's a really um, I guess it's a repetitive injury. Um, mm. uh, he, he's battered a lot, as we know, not just out in the middle over the course of his career. But growing up, the time that he spent in the nets um, and and his overuse injury that that is his elbow is a bit of an in, a bit of a problem. So until he gets a sustained period of rest, it's probably not going to be able to to come good. So we, he's, we're just going to have to deal with the fact that he's going to have to miss some games sometimes, um, and mm. on the back of a pretty arduous World Cup schedule as well, and the mental sort of taxation of that. So it's probably not a bad thing for him to just freshen up and get ready for the test, and it gives. Tim Southey an opportunity to skip at the side as well, mate. 
Yeah, I want to ask you about Tim Southey. I know you, you've you've had a lot to do with him. I mean, you probably had him when he was a younger, a kind of like a, a young kid within the environment. What have you seen from Tim Southey over the last couple, next last couple of years, to be able to see him? What's what's the changes he's made to the way he is and way he is in, in an environment? He looks like he's just, you know, come of age from from his um, interview last night. Well, he's growing up, mate, first and foremost. Like, mm. He came in as a young kid and he's now, you know, a, yep. he's got um, a wife and, and kids and his life is completely different to when he first arrived as a, as a young 18-year-old fellow, sort of a bit wet around the years and straight out of boarding school, you know, like, and off the farm. Mm. So I guess that's the beauty of, of international sport, right? You get people that come in at the age of 18 or 19, they, they grow up in the environment and and not just career-wise, but as people. And that's what I've seen with Tim mm. Southey. He's always been a, a fabulous bloke. I think probably misunderstood publicly. I, I think there seems yeah. to be maybe not quite as much affection for Tim publicly as what there is maybe um, privately within that black cap side. I'd say he's changed that perception in the last few years. Um, yeah. But, you know, he is, uh, in terms of cricketing brains, mate, there's very few who have, the cricketing brains that Tim Southey possesses. He also has such great leadership qualities because he, he's got presence because he's quite a big bloke, obviously, um, but he's quite a warm personality as well, and he's able to work with the players, and they really respect his um, his uh, his leadership and, and his cricketing brain. He, he probably hierarchy-wise, he is he wouldn't be considered as strong a leader or well, as good a leader as some because maybe he doesn't always conform because mm. <laughs> he, he is prepared to challenge um which i see that as a strength of leadership whereas i guess some coaching structures see that as as disruptive um so yeah i think he's he'll do a fabulous job mate and and he's you know the guys trust him and and he'll get the best out of them against a very good indian side it'll be interesting to see how that season goes mate or how that series mm. goes because india's playing a, a relatively inexperienced side they've they've got a, a raft of changes with their leadership structure too of course Rahul Dravid's first series in charge as head coach Rohit Sharma's first series as confirmed um white ball captain moving forward so it could be it could be a really interesting series to follow albeit from afar no, I'm looking forward to it Bears looking forward to it for, for you who needs to a big shoes to fill Big shoes to fill when you lose Kane Williams. I mean, you know, what he's been able to do, generating runs in all formats of the game. But who needs to have a big series for you? Um, well, I think there's a couple of guys, to be honest, because you've, you've got Conway's um, now out of that side as well. So now you've got your two guys who are consistently your bankers when it comes to the run production, not necessarily strike rate, but in terms of run production. Um, they're now being taken out of the side. You've got Daryl Mitchell who's batting at the top to generate a strike rate. You've got Kane Williamson batting, uh, sorry, Martin Guptill batting at the top who historically creates a strike rate. And then you have your guys who are able to bat just at a little lesser risk but be able to churn out the volume of runs. They're not there now. Conway and Williamson aren't yep. there. So someone's going to have to step into those positions. I, I think it's a great opportunity for Tim Seifert. Um, to be mm. able to try and develop into one of those positions, and probably Mark Chapman as well. So there's a couple yeah. of guys who are going to get chances in this in this series, and um, and hopefully they're able to put their best foot forward. Because keep in mind, now we're going to get to the news in just a sec, but keep in mind that in 334 days, there's a T20 World Cup 
in Australia in conditions that Colin Munro is familiar with. And we've all forgotten about Colin Munro. But he's played a lot of big bash over there, been very successful. Well, don't write him off. Do not write off Colin Munro. He's got a a wonderful T20 record. And yes, I know he's, he's gone down that route of playing franchise T20 cricket. But at the age of, I think he's 36, if he churns out another really successful big bash season over there this year, then you'd be foolish to not look at him come T20 World Cup time in 334 days' time. So let's see, watch this space. It is 6.30 in the morning, is, sorry brother, it is 6.30 in the morning, which means we've got Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 28 minutes away from 7 o'clock. 0800 150 811. That's the Kennard's Hire phone line there for you at any stage. Boys, love racing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Previews, reviews, the lot. And there's some ripping racing I know you're both very excited to talk about this weekend. But just before I get there, it is um, the Ready to Run Sale Week. It's kind of snuck up on us, but it's only a day away. So we can talk more about it tomorrow. But tomorrow, uh, oh no, today, Wednesday and Thursday, it's the Ready to Run Day. It is Wednesday. No, is it Tuesday? No, it's Wednesday. It's definitely Wednesday. <laughs> it's definitely Wednesday here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And uh, this is what happens. Google's when, good for that stuff. It's, that's what happens when you get up at whatever hour. You kind of lose track of the days. Um, but that's all right. So what this is, Ready to Run sales in layman's terms. So you have the Karaka sales at the start of the year for New Zealand bloodstock where winning begins, where the yearlings are purchased and they're really very much, they're non, they haven't been broken in yet. They're the raw product. So they're there and they get sold away and for big expensive money and sometimes they get bought by vendors that then want to go on, train them, break them in, give them their first education with the saddle on their back, have a jockey sit on them, see if they can gallop and then they sell them at a second sale called the Ready to Run Sale. It all makes nice sense when you think about the name. And uh, today at Tarapa, well, it's a virtual sale because of the, well, well it is at level two now, the Waikato, but it hasn't been for a long time. So... I guess the question is, is the selling going to be the same for New Zealand bloodstock and the people selling the horses? Are they going to get the same amount of money and are they going to get the same amount of interest? All indications bode well so far, but we won't be able to tell until after the horses start going under the hammer. But um, there's 262-year-old thoroughbreds and there's well, a huge range of world-class stallions that you would have heard us talk about some of on this show multiple times. So all the best to New Zealand bloodstock, all of the vendors selling and those purchasing, trying to find the next superstar of the turf. I think Tiakal Shark and, and Ginger Nuts, they were both bought at the ready-to-run sales. There's been um, incredible Golden 60, the premier horse in Hong Kong was bought out of the sales, so there's been plenty throughout the years. So watch this space, and they are mm. racing down at Invercargill today at Ascot Park as well. So there's plenty of thoroughbred action, NZTR or loveracing.nz for all of your information there. Baz, in another world, I'm sure you'd probably be heading along to the Ready to Runs. Yeah, I would. I would be normally, but that's okay. I've actually got a story about the Ready to Run sale. I bought, I've bought a couple of horses from there, gents. I, um, I bought one. Uh, from there a fair few years ago, um, and I paid $57,500 for it. Had it in training for three months. At the time, I had far too many horses. I was doing the syndicating game. No one was interested in buying a share in it. So I had to, um, <laughs> so I said, ah, sell it, sell it, sell it. So I sold it. 
for $50,000, so I took a loss on top of my training fees. And it got sold to Singapore, won its first six, six starts in Singapore, won the first two legs of the Triple Crown, and is now racing in Australia at a horse called Counter Monte Cristo, and it's won $2.1 million. <laughs> so, how unlucky is that? What? Yeah. So anyway, there is money to be made at the Ready to Run <laughs> sale if you get it right, and if you hang on rather than move on. So, so that's so the game that you're what, in, right? What made you sell it? What made you sell? Obviously, uh, you, no one was keen to get too many horses. It's obviously a big cost. Yeah. Too okay. What made yeah, you sell you can't that keep one? Can't keep them all, eh? You, you can. Well, I just get the you know the magic ball out and have a wee <laughs> look into the future, nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Who was it I by? Wish, I wish I knew this. Uh, it was Echoes of Heaven out of a mare called Replicate. Um, it, it runs over in Australia now. Count Monte Cristo. Have a look. I probably look backed it, it. Have a little. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely I backed definitely it since have. trying to get my money back. <laughs> <laughs> I've just kept getting rolled on that too. <laughs> oh, far out. But it is actually, it's an incredible sale. And, and you can quickly turn turn a profit out of that sale too. The thing I love about the, the sales in New Zealand, so horses develop at different rates, right? And not all horses are right for the right uh, for, for each sale. So you have a weanling sale because you get some some types of weanlings which are able to, you know, impress the eye at that age and afford enough to be able to go through a preparation and, and be sold. And keep in mind, weanlings are roughly around six months old. And then you progress through to a yearling sale being a year old. Um, and those horses are, again, more developed. They've had more work done with them. They've been handled more. They're able to, to handle the pressures of going through a sale, the big crowds which are there, walking around an auction ring, the sound of the gavel dropping on the on the um, the bench. So lots of different challenges there. But not every horse grows at the right rate and is balanced enough to go to that sale. So then they carry them through to the ready-to-run sale. And there's a lot of people who pinhook as where they might buy at the weanling sale, carry through to the yearling sale, or project forward to the ready-to-run sale, which is for two-year-olds. So there's, and what I love about it is various sales are, are perfect for various horses. So they might have an issue as well, so you hold them off and let them target a different sale. And then, of course, you've got the trial market too. So there's many different ways that you're able to, to turn horses over to try and make a dollar in it. And there's people who's, who that is their sole job to try and buy low and, and sell high. It can be a risky game, um, but the, the good guys in the business, in the game, they do very, very well out of it. And We know we've got mm. some of the best horse, horsemanship in the world, the horsemen and horsewomen that we possess throughout New Zealand. We've got the greatest pastures, and, and the results of that ready-to-run sale in particular, they stand so far above any other um, ready-to-run or ready-to-race sale anywhere else in the world, um, such as the the production and, and uh, the Group 1 and Group 2 winners which come out of that sale. So great buying opportunity for those today and tomorrow at um, online. I don't think it'll be effective, mate. I think the sale will be strong because the game at the moment is, the thoroughbred game is real heavy. So it, is, it might not be our sale, brother. It might be. No. Especially after we've had a couple <laughs> of quiet little penal wars. It might yeah. be like putting the yeah. hand up in the, in the ring. What do you reckon? No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till the big one uh, next year when, when Baz and myself go to Caraca in March, mate, and uh, have a wee look-see. So I'm going to wait there, mate. I, I, look, I don't, I'm still undecided, but because of all this horse racing I'm watching, there'll be nothing better, and, and knowing a couple of owners now, 
there'd be nothing better to own a horse, mate. So I'm I'm getting the urge. I'm getting the urge and I'm getting the the bug, as as people say. So looking forward to it. Anyway, what do we got coming up? You know what we yeah. got coming up. We got Quizzy Dag Bears. It's time for <laughs> Quizzy Dag. Give us a call on the Kennards High phone line. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven to win that fifty dollar TAB voucher. Now the first question won't be John Adshead, who coached in the nineteen eighty two FIFA World Cup for New Zealand. That is just after eight o'clock. But give us a call right now for Quizzy Dag and you can go on to the draw. You can be uh, who's up, who's up, who here is Jordan, he's giving us a call. So give us a call anyway. Back shortly. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louis, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because the ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now. Give it a go. Yeah, it's that time of the morning, 6.46 a.m. The little curtain raiser for the big dance after 8 o'clock this morning. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. Make sure you stay tuned for that after 8 o'clock. Anyway, here is Quizzy Dag, and we've got Jordan on the line for question number one. Good morning, Jordan. Hello, morning. Morning, Jordan. Here we go, mate. Question number one. Which All Black is under an injury cloud after failing an HIA test in the clash against Ireland in the weekend? Bowden Barrett. That is Bowden Barrett. Nice, nice and easy little start there. Here we go, question number two. In which country does young all-white star Saprit Singh play his club football? Who's so the... Young or white star, Saprit Singh, play his club football. Which country? Five. Uh, Germany. Four. That is Germany. That is Germany. Well done. Question number three. With Kane Williamson out of the, out of the Indian T20 series starting tomorrow, who will captain the side? Tim Salvey. That is Tim Salvey. This is a nice and easy quiz for the... Start the Wednesday. Here we go. Question number four. Currently training with Joseph Parker and David Nika ahead of his own December bout. Who is Jake Paul's next opponent? Five, four, three, two, one. Sorry, Jordan. Sorry, Jordan. We're going to go to Zade. Good effort, mate. Good uh, effort, all right. We're going to go to Zaid. Uh, good morning, boys. It's um, Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. It is Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. Looking forward to that. You reckon Tommy Fury can knock Jake Paul out? Hopefully. If not, he has to change his name from Fury. Tyson said if he loses, he's not Tommy Fury. He's Tommy someone else. Anyway, question number five. How many tries... Has Will Jordan scored for the All Blacks this year to take home the quiz? How many has he scored this year? Yep. Is it, is it 13? 
No. It's not 13. Sorry, Zaid. Sorry, Zaid. We're going to go to Brenton. Brenton. Good morning, Brenton. Hey, boys. Morning, boys. He loves timing his callers to perfection, does yeah. Brenton. Here he is. Uh, How many I'm, tries? I'm only guessing here, bro. I'm going to say 11. You're going to say 11, and I'm going to say Jan Jan. Sorry, Brenton. Have a good day, brother. Dean. Good morning, Dean. G'day. How you going? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. How many tries has Will Jordan scored this year for the All Blacks? Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dino. Well done, brother. Stay tuned, and uh, Baz will give you a wee tip into something today. There's a couple of big races happening this weekend, and I'm, I can't. I can't not have a show without talking about this horse I've spoken about all year, and it's got you paid once. But anyway, stay tuned, bud. Wait, dude, mate. Thank you. <laughs> well done, Dean. And of course, he wins a $50 bonus bet with TAB. That was our quizzy dag brought to you by Ashley and Martin. Not happy with your hair loss? Make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. We're going to shoot off in just a sec, but just remember about the Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. And we're going to give you the answer at 8 o'clock. Remember, we're putting the spotlight on SNZ's Auckland frequency, 1476 AM, and giving you a chance to win $1,476, courtesy of Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. The question Izzy is going to ask is, what's the question? Who coached? The 1982 All Whites at the FIFA World Cup. It is John Adshead. Adshead. John Adshead. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> right at 6.51 in the morning. Coming up next, it is Trudy's World. Yeah, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're about four minutes away from Trudy and the News, but before then, this is our one of our favourite parts of the show. We love Trudy on the show, so here's Trudy's World. It's 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 Trudy's World. Thanks, Izzy. Well, we're going to get a big letter today, boys. No, not from Abba's lawyers, Joe, for that song intro, but we're going to get a letter from the Queen. (laughs) New Zealand radio turns 100 years old today. Isn't that cool? Everyone that's ever worked in broadcasting, you guys obviously loving it. Yeah, so 100 years ago today, the first ever public radio broadcast from a little geeky science dude down in um, Otago University. And about, well, just a few months later, Radio Dunedin then kicked off, which is still broadcasting today. So a little round of applause to those that are listening and enjoy radio. And, you know, just everyone feels like 100 years working with you guys. Anyway, yeah, I feel like like I'm 100 years old (laughs) listening to you clowns every morning. Um, <laughs> hey, Izzy, just before... That's high praise, because you've been around a while in this in this <laughs> game. I have. And <laughs> I have indeed. That's high praise. 16, I started working at radio. Anyway, uh, Izzy, you do realise your gorgeous Daisy, that you constantly yeah. like share stuff with us. You know that this is a radio station. She can actually tune <laughs> in to hear you taking the piss out of her and nah, also she can, she can go oh yeah running around after the children while you ditch her and um and she can go onto the air new zealand app and actually see when flights are right you get to realize oh. that 
Yep. Yay. <laughs> so she's organised the in-laws to come up and build the greenhouse just... and the toka in a hoka, and you're just gapping it for golf. Um, no, it's for work. Trudy. It's for S-E-N-Z. <laughs> Inverted commas work. All I can say is, it's my love, the truth will set you free. Is my advice for you today. Oh, <laughs> I just love spinning yarns and I got onto it and I, I just went down that track so I had to stick with it and I had to confess last night. But that's okay, we're going down for work. We are actually going down for work. The lovely Millbrook side, Lee Piper's going to catch up with us. We're going to go sell, you know, just we're going to meet some commercial partners down there. No, we're not. We're going to go get birdies and just chew the fat out of bears. So. Yeah, there we are. Oh, sorry, Trudy. If it was work, why isn't your like producer wrangler guy Louis coming? Your button pusher oh, Joe and and the news person coming. <laughs> next time, next time. Hey, just quickly before the news, Trudy. That um, you know the COVID passport. Thing, yeah. How do people? How do we actually apply for my that? COVID record? Yeah. Just put that into Google. My COVID record. And then it goes straight to the mm. website. You put in your health number and it literally comes up with your vaccination dates and you print off a letter. And then that also puts you in for the vaccine passport. My COVID record. Beautiful. Easy mm. as. All right. That's good knowledge. That was Trudy's world. Uh, a couple of things for us to work on there is, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and great little, great little part of the show. Thank you very much, Trudy. We'll have to get Joe's world as well. That could be a little crazy when we get the opportunity. Crikey, who knows where that one might lead to. <laughs> we've got plenty more on the show coming up. After the news, we've got Phil Tatarangi is going to help us with his, our golf swing and talk to us about what is going on. So good in the golfing world for New Zealand at the moment. But it's coming up 7 o'clock. Craven at McCafe about now. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Chemist Warehouse is home to the Life Space Probiotic range. Shop in store or online. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yeah, good morning. Welcome back to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It's Wednesday, the 17th of November. It's just after 7 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Had a good show so far. Quizzy Dag. Over the line, that is the curtain raiser for the big event. The big event, the main event, the Baz and Izzy's frequencies after eight. Caller number eight has the chance to win $1,476. First question is, who coached the All-Whites in the 1982 FIFA World Cup? The answer is John Adshead. John Adshead. So that'll be the first question. You get one right, and that's just the one. You win $14.00. 76 and then if you get three you win 14 $44.28 you get seven you win $103.32 you get 10 out of 10 you win $1476 and that's obviously representing our Auckland frequencies 1476 a.m. we're talking all things Auckland this week as we're representing Auckland with the Baz and Izzy radio frequencies so make sure you stay tuned and Throughout the show, we'll keep plugging that, and then after 8 o'clock, you have a chance to go, you have a chance to enter that quiz. Anyway, caller number 8. What have we got coming up on the show? We're going to react to that all-whites win against the Gambia. Jacob Spoonley, who was just on the panel on Sky Sport, he's going to give us all the runs down, the rundown, the reactions from that performance. Chris Wood bagging a double. They won 2-0 in that performance. So we're going to chat to Jacob Spoonley, and then... 
quickly after eight o'clock, after the bears, and as his radio frequencies, we're going to talk to Amelia Kerr. Amelia Kerr, after she's come back from a wee mental health uh, break, she's back playing some cricket. I've got a White Ferns uh, cricket camp at the moment. She's going to join us just after eight o'clock to talk about that. So look forward to chatting to her. If you've got any questions throughout the morning, give us a text on the Kennards Hire phone line, and we'll chat about that or anything sport all blacks cricket horse racing we've got a few tips later on the show anyway but right now kiwi golfers kiwi golfers around the world are going great guns at the moment it's time for our mccafe coffee catch-up well it's fair to say our kiwi golfers are absolutely firing of late this week it's been more good news with lydia co and steve alka again carding top five finishes as well as Denzel Iremia on the PGA Tours Latin America Qualifying School. It's all trending up for Baz and Izzy to go ripping at Millbrook this weekend. And Phil Tatarangi is our resident golf guru and host of Teared Up. Morena, Phil. How are you, brother? Morena, Izzy. Morena, mate. You wrapped it up nicely. Absolutely. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of Kiwi golfers going well around the world at the moment. Are, are you thinking, are, are you surmising... <laughs> that just because they're going well, that means you guys are going to go well out of Melbourne? hundred percent. What do you reckon? What's our mindset attacking this, this wee weekend, mate? What what should our, be our mindset be? About golf or about the week in general? Golf's most important. Uh, I was just talking to Kieran. I, uh, there's a book running. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of it. There's a book running that come the end of the week. Um, that a lot of the boys in the back room there are padding up that uh, you boys may well be looking for a bit of assistance because I smell a rat. You guys are going to Queenstown to work. Yeah, right. Yeah. You guys are starting to sound like professional golfers. <laughs> We're going for work, Phil. We're going for work. I've, I've told my wife and I've told Trudy throughout the morning, we're going to share the love of SCNZ. Baz and Izzy and for, for breakfast are just going to, you know, front foot all the, all the hard work. We're going to go down to Queenstown and, and really spread the, spread the love of SCNZ. What are your thoughts? I think you guys might be spreading a few things down there, but I'm not sure where it's going to be the love. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope that everyone catches on, that there's a bit of SCNZ spattered around the countryside down there. But I suspect, look, Baz, I'm not sure how much golf you've played in the last few days, mate, since you got out of MIQ, but, and, and maybe how much golf you played whilst you were away. But I suspect that your game might be just a little rusty. I, of course, we had that, that cross a little earlier on in the year. Is it, how's the short game, the wedge game? Are you still looking for some help with that? Oh, Phil, Phil, Phil! I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you follow me on that my golf website, but I shot a hundred and three off a nine handicap the other day at oh, Mutt the Golf Club. So I'm coming in oh, with a career worst form. Oh mate, oh Jesus, hundred and three! You, you're usually pretty happy with hundred and three in your former job, but. <laughs> of a nine handicap, best. Come on, we, we we need to get we need to get you uh, tidied up, mate. We need to get that that uh, that swing back in action. Or is it the short game that's a little bit off? Nah, it's off the tee, mate. I need I need I need your guidance again. The last time that we played together, you got me going good. So we need we need to maybe organise some other SNZ work trip 
to maybe <laughs> maybe some other flash golf course around New Zealand, and we'll get that tidied up ASAP. But uh, I am looking yeah, forward no. to the thing that the, the thing that, that that website doesn't cater for, and current form doesn't cater for though, Phil, is the ability to just just lubricate on the way around the golf course. Make sure that you grease the old joints with a couple of quiet. Central Otago Penonwas, and then hopefully your your uh, your golf swing should be reasonably fluid. So that's what I'm banking on. That 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 served me well with my career, career so I'm hoping it's going to serve me well with my <laughs> golfing exploits this weekend. But let's stop talking about our golf. No one is interested in our golf. We let's talk about some of the the exploits of of the the golfing New Zealand golfers around the world. Denzel Iremia maybe first and foremost. He's uh, he's starting to to heat up, isn't he? Yeah, it really is, and, and and he's one of these young players that's really got a bit of a raw deal here out of this, um, you know, the, the, the sporting world, I guess, and all of the events that have been cancelled and travel restrictions, mm. etc. Um, you know, 18 months ago, he'd come off a pretty rich summer down here um, with with top performances in the the tournaments in Australia and and a, a, a near miss down at uh, Millbrook actually in the New Zealand Open down there. He was kind of one of those players ready to jump on a plane and, and go and do what Dan Hillier has done, really. And so, um, unfortunately, didn't have any status. Went and played some mini-tour events in the States, tried to do some Monday qualifiers, and that's not a fair reflection of the talent or the skill. It's more of a talent of a bit of a sprint on a Monday and trying to get a start. And um, the, the good news for him getting this card on this uh, Latin American tour is that it's, it's PGA Tour-funded. He's not going to get rich mm. having some success down there, but he's going to get some access to some tournaments. He's going to travel. He's going to have to learn what it's like off the course uh, and, and and the things that you pick up that, that end up, you know, seasoned professionals end up figuring out, going, hey, look, I'm, I'm better off playing practice rounds in the morning or in the afternoon. I'm better off getting into tournaments on Mondays or Tuesdays or, you know, just trying to figure out a whole heap of different things. Even though he's been a pro for a couple of years, he hadn't played a whole heap of golf just yet. So, uh, look, this is a, this is a big step. And, and most importantly, at this stage of his career, he's going to get some tournament golf. He's going to get to set a schedule. He's going to get some opportunities and hopefully he can show us um, just how good he is. And, and then the, the stepping stone, really, with, with it being a PGA Tour sanctioned tour, he's an opportunity, if he plays well there, to climb on up and get some status on the Corn Ferry Tour and, and head towards the PGA Tour over the next couple of seasons. Mate, this, oh, I love what Denzel is about. He hits a big ball, and hopefully he can go on to, to do some big things. But let's talk about Dan Hillier. Obviously, he was going great guns on the European Tour, just slipped up in that last round. Uh, you know, he needed a top 20, come in top 22nd, so he didn't really qualify for the European Tour. Uh, tour. But um, what does he have to do? What, what, what's next for, for Dan Hillier uh, going forward to... Is he going to go again and try and requalify and, and, and have a wee nudge at it again? Yeah, look, I've uh, been, been in touch with him after after dipping out, is he? And naturally pretty disappointed coming off the, the euphoria of getting his first big win over there the week before, kind of putting himself in the box seat and, and ultimately just kind of stumbling a little bit in those last few rounds and, and getting past. Um, like he missed his... Uh, is PGA is European PGA Tour card by about three thousand euros. So bugger all, really, in the in the grand scheme of things, he came that close. But the, on, on the upside, he's going to be fully exempt on that Challenge Tour. He's going to know what his schedule is next year. 
And at 22-23, as much as it would be nice to play for some extra cash, no doubts about it. Mm. Um, similarly so, I think Dan's, Dan, Dan's talent and ultimately you know, where his career will be in 10 years, it may well be fueled by this missing out, a little bit extra hunger. Um, you know, remember Ryan Fox came pretty close there before getting to the European Tour, just dipping out, went back the next year, got his card and hasn't looked back since. And so... I think I think Dan's in that category where his game is going to shine through. He's, he's um, you know equal to uh, those players that did get their cards on the Challenge Tour this year. Maybe just a, another year to get some runs under his belt and um, learn a few more things about himself. Certainly, will will learn from. I can't say a failure really because I think the season was a success, but maybe just not quite as it didn't quite get the carrot that he was after at the end of the season. Hey mate, you, you've seen some golden periods, uh, periods of, of of New Zealand golf, and, and I feel like right now this is a real golden period for for Kiwi golfers like Lydia Ko, Steve Alka. You've got Nick Folk, Amelia Garvey. Uh, do you feel like this is a really good period for New Zealand golf? And, and what do you reckon it comes down to? Why are we we doing so well on the big stage at the moment? Yeah, good call. There's um, you know, players at both ends of their career having a little renaissance here. Mm. Um, I, I want to pick up on Amelia Garvey again. Similarly to Denzel and, and Dan, uh, was close to to getting to the L, LPGA final stage. She's played a couple of majors. Um, she's kind of at that next stage of of getting some access on some mini tour events or, or the secondary tour on the LPGA tour. So I, I expect her to continue to grow her game. Um, is perfectly suited to the LPGA. Similar, similar to Dean, she hits it a long way. She's strong. She's confident. Um, maybe just needs a, another season or so to, um, to to get some of that growth and some learning under about. You, you, you mentioned Steve Elker. I mean, my old mate from uh, from Hamilton. Uh, I mean, what a purple patch, eh? What a purple patch. Um, I, I spoke to Steve last week and and. He's having the time of his life, as you would when you're banking about 250 grand bags. You'd know that 250 <laughs> grand or so each week. Um, I mean, she's not a uh, she's not a bag existence, and and the perseverance uh, for, for someone to just hang around and hang around, and hang around, not have a whole heap of success through their through their 30s and 40s, um, and then you know you turn 50 and life starts all over again. And he's rubbing shoulders with Hall of Famers out there, duking it out with Phil Mickelson. You got to, you, you kind of pinch yourself. Mickelson won in one of the four major championships this year, and uh, yeah. so although he's played on the Old Boys Tour, um, you know he's, he's he won one of the big four. And so, you know, Steve Steve had the time of his life. You you kind of throw into the mix. Ryan, who I spoke to just uh, yesterday, getting out of MIQ, he's looking forward to having a bit of a break and then starting his season on the um, on the European tour in, in Dubai in, in January, February, uh, keeping his fingers crossed for some um, you know restrictions to to drop away as a lot of people are um, around MIQ. And so yeah, look, I mean, I think you're, you're right. There's, there's there's a lot of great mm. great stuff happening on the fairways around the world. I think there's actually some more good stuff to come. And we haven't even mentioned Lydia, yeah. who's been in a rich vein yeah. for the last uh, last three or four months or so. So, look, I, I think, I don't think there's one thing that you can put it down to um, because they're all playing mm. in different corners of the world. They've got different coaches, different circumstances, all of them. But um, but she's a nice time to be a, a, a golf fan 
in New Zealand because you're getting pretty well served by a whole heap of great performances. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm going to let that, that comment on the 250 grand go through keeper. But what I want to focus on is the um, the the fact that what you're saying there and what is, is mentioned about a, a um, rich vein of, of form for our New Zealand golf is a great time to be involved in the sport. It must have started somewhere, though. Is it? Is it because of they were inspired by a previous generation of, of golfers? Is it because the systems in place at New Zealand Golf have, have been allowed, have catered to their development and given them a chance? But there, there must be something. Is it that golf is a sexy sport now, so therefore it's attracting a different realm of, mm. of athlete and personality to it? There, there must be something which which has allowed our golfers in particular to all all launch into into the world of golf at the same time and succeed. Yeah, well, I think there's some similarities, based to, to what you're really familiar with with cricket. I mean, it didn't seem like that long ago, and um, you know, the, the the Black Cats were certainly not New Zealand's favourite sporting team, um, but you were part of the the turnaround, and that's inspired a, another generation of players that have kind of picked up that, that mantle and run with it. But purely by population standards, we're not going to have, you know, tens of, of golfers winning major championships, hundreds of golfers winning, you know, professional events around the world each and every season. We're just, we're, despite the numbers, and they've been on the increase here the last couple of years, we're not going to have that. We're not going to be able to compete with, um, with, with the US, UK, maybe even Australia, to be fair. But the, I guess the players that we've got... Um, and with all of the different grounding, which they had different different styles. I mean, Foxy played, you know, cricket and, and footy all the way through high school, and then kind of focused on golf after that. Lydia, meanwhile, was hitting five thousand balls a week at the age of seven or eight. <laughs> and so, you know, there's, yeah. there's there's all sorts of different ways of getting it done. Well, I, I guess there's been a bit of bit of persistence. A good, well, the world was a, a small place also for. For a, for a number of years, it seems like it's got a little bit bigger the last couple. But you know, getting access to different tournaments, um, you know, in the likes of, of Denzel and, and, and Dan, who we started this mm. chat with, there's, there's also a bit of backing yourself. You know, you, uh, yeah. Daniel mm. talked a lot about, you know, he had the option of staying at home, um, playing some child tour events that ultimately got cancelled here, um, or backing himself, jumping on a plane, trying to get some sponsor invites, trying to do some Monday qualifiers. And that nearly turned out with him getting a, um, a European tour card with only about 10 or 12 starts on the Challenge Tour. So sometimes there's a little bit of that self-belief that you just put in yourself and say, hey, I'm going to go and have a go. If it doesn't work out, um, I'll, I'll reassess and, and have another crack next year. I'm only 22, 23. I've got a long career ahead of me. Stevie Elk is proving that. And um, sometimes you just got to back yourself and say, um, you know, I'm, I, I believe that I'm, I'm good enough to go out and compete with the best players in the world. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That's what we need. We need a bit of belief, actually, Phil. Can you give us a bit of belief or insight to, to what, what is needed for Baz and Izzy when we attack the Millbrook fairways? Can you just give us a little run? And what should we? What should our mindset be come, come tomorrow? Yeah. Well, well, Baz was talking about it there, and there's there's a lot of courage found in a, a bottle that's got red claret juice in it. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily recommend too much of that. Uh, it, it's hard to stay away from it when you go to down Central Otago. I'm going to give you the tip. Um, but hey, look, you're right. Uh, the, the golf course there at Millbrook just kind of coming out of hibernation after a big winter, and they've opened that new nine holes. So. Mm-hmm. I haven't played up there. I've heard their uh, 
they're great holes. Um, it, it, am I getting it right that you guys are also bumping into uh, Captain Fantastic Stephen Fleming? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Slim, Slim's down there. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from him if I was you. Uh, I wouldn't stay too long because <laughs> I've bumped into him a couple of times too, and 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 all of a sudden, Slim is a fantastic motivator. Um, and uh, when there's a couple of uh, couple of rewinds going around, he's he's uh, it, it's hard to say no to Stephen Fleming. Yeah, no, he's an absolute champion. Oh, You're dead right, Phil. Hey, we really appreciate your time, mate. Um, giving us a little rundown of, of why the Kiwi golfers are so successful at the moment. Really appreciate it. We'll take your advice on when we head, head to Millbrook later on today, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks, Phil. Enjoy it, boys. Go well down there and work hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We will Luke work me. hard. We will work hard. Yep, today we're heading to Millbrook Resort, which is the ultimate five-star luxury resort. Bears, how good is that place? Yep, I've... I had a little look at the website as well, because I haven't been there for a little while, mate. It is obviously the home of the New Zealand Open. It's set in a natural alpine amphitheatre. There you go. Is Millbrook's golf courses well, exploit the dramatic terrain and delivers world-class golf? Well, I'm heading there today, Baz. I'm heading there today, and I'm playing the new nine holes. Even Phil Tatarangi hasn't played the new nine holes, but Daggy, he's playing the new nine holes, and there's also two 18-hole championships. Courses. So there you go, mate. How good. In, in between some hard work, of course, for SCNZ. Millbrook Resort, incredible golf, so much more. Visit millbrook.co.nz. It's 7.22 in the morning. That was Phil Totarangi, and you're listening to Baz Nizzi for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 7.27 in the morning on Baz Nizzi for breakfast, SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kenneth Sire phone line 0800 and remember, 8 o'clock in the morning, we're putting the spotlight on SEN's Auckland Frequency, 1476 AM, giving you a chance to win 1476 bucks with Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. Ten questions, we just need ten answers. Okay, the answer is John Adsid. John Adsid. But anyway, let's focus on something quickly. Well, we've got a big challenge in front of us this weekend is with our golf, but there's another yeah. big challenge going on in the Northern Hemisphere with the ABs versus France. What's uh, What will be the camp's conversations, discussions about now? Oh, there would have been a lot of uh, looking in the mirror uh, yesterday morning. They would have had a pretty brutal review, and I think it would have been the most brutal of the year, um, listening to a lot of the players' discussions and interviews. They are gutted. They got outplayed. They got outpassioned. They lacked intent and, and attitude, and they just got beat into the punch. So... This week will be all about just getting the attitude right, um, actually bringing a bit of want and a bit of intent, um, and, and actually just a, a game plan that's, you know, I think New Zealand, and we talk about the structures, you know, the pods and things like that, but I think rugby is a game that's constantly changing. I think the pods and your structures are there to get you back into to a game plan to actually set you up and to be able to play what you see. You don't always have to resort to them. I think New Zealand at the moment, we're constantly just going to those game plans because that feels like that's all we have to do to try and play rugby. But rugby is always played on instincts, and that is why New Zealand have been so good previously because we play what we see. I feel at the moment we've gone away from t um, playing what we see, attacking brand of footy, 
just playing on an instinctual basis. So um, this week, hopefully, we can just see some free-flowing rugby, but uh, we can't have that without any set piece or any upfront, um, you know, uh, structures up front. So the forwards really need to step up. I think we're going to see a few changes this week. Uh, Sammy Kane will potentially come in, and he'll start. I think um, Aaron Smith will 100% start at halfback. I think they're desperate, and we know how classy he is up against Antoine Dupont, who is probably the number one halfback uh, going around at the moment. So there's going to be changes, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing a reaction, a reaction, and seeing what the you know if the how much the boys care about that jersey. And I'm pretty sure after a loss, it's not hard to get up for it. So really looking forward to that, and, and seeing what kind of team has been named later in the week. Um, so we'll keep chatting about that throughout the day. Give us a text on the. On the text line, double eight, double three. Who are your selections? Who do you th- want to see play? Do you see Sammy Kane coming back? Do you see Aaron Smith starting? Give us a text on the text line, double eight, double three, and we'll react to those. But right now, it's time for Trudy and the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Welcome in. It is 27 minutes away from 8am this morning. Plenty to come. The rest of this hour, Jacob Spoonley, not far away. But a couple of news headlines, stuff that has broken this morning, lads. There's a new deadline for the America's Cup venue. We had a lot of America's Cup and sailing fans in New Zealand. And Team New Zealand have set a new deadline to name the next venue, which was due to be named already by now, I'm pretty certain. It's going to be announced before March 31st next year. So the host venue, Cork in England, uh, Ireland, Jeddah in Saudi Arabia, a multi-city Spanish bid, and in Auckland are all still and in Auckland are all still on the table. March 31. So they have given themselves a big extension there. There have been more protocols announced and a significant development. One new protocol allows the defender, so Team New Zealand, to sail in the initial round robin phase of the Challenger Series. And that's always part of the challenge with the America's Cup, where the defender gets less sailing than the other competitors, the challengers. So that will give them a huge advantage ahead of the match. So that's your next America's Cup. And in cricket news, you heard that there in Trudy's sports news. Yeah, New Zealand's been announced as the co-host of the 2028 T20 World Cup with Australia. The international, the ICC uh, announced the next 10 years of major cricket tournaments. A couple of interesting ones to pick up here. So that'll make it a really long time between drinks for cricket, Kiwi cricket fans. 2015, obviously the last one. So that's 13 years. We are co-hosting it with Australia. It makes you wonder what we'd need to do to outright host a tournament. And the other one I found interesting is the United States will host a Cricket World Cup for the first time as co-host with the West Indies of the 2024-2020 World Cup. So there you go. In 2024, cricket in America, a Cricket World Cup. Baz, that's kind of interesting, but I know the sport is growing there, isn't it? Sure is, mate. They, um, obviously, there's a, there's going to be a T20 league there as well, the American Premier League, which um, which would be a pretty good gig. The teams have, I think, well, they're, they're underway to be sold or, or may even have already been sold. But, yeah, I think that's going to be quite a big gear. They're uh, the building stadiums for that as well, just for in, in isolation. So... Yeah, it's pretty exciting that the sport is growing into into America, and, and that's what the beauty of cricket, you know. Like you think of Asia and the, and the population and fan bases of the likes of India and Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh. These places have just got such huge playing numbers and, and fan bases. 
if you then add America to it, like it is truly a, a, a global sport. You've already got obviously mm-hmm. the uh, the Southern Hemisphere, the likes of Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. You've got Northern Hemisphere in England, and etc. So you've got Ireland and that. So you kind of you're starting to really grow the sport. So it's pretty exciting for the game, and 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 you wouldn't have been able to do that with Test cricket. Okay, let's just keep that. Um, keep that slightly off to the side. People will, some people are against T20 cricket. Well, T20 cricket is a great way to grow the sport, and that's what we're going to see with the states and um, and their ability to host hey, that, that World Cup in time. Oh, I won't. Yeah, bro. Hey, uh, quick, sorry, yeah, just to, to butt in here, but I just had a quick question for you. I know rugby and cricket is in our blood. It is in our blood. And, it, you know, it's in Sri Lankan's blood. It's uh, particularly cricket and India. Cricket is in their blood, so it's easy for 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 Indian to India's uh, public to pick up cricket. For America, you know, like they're they're picking up a sport now, and I see it in the same with rugby. How long before, for a nation like America, becomes a powerhouse? How long do we give these uh, places like America to become a powerhouse? Because in India and in New Zealand, rugby and cricket is in our blood, so it's it's easy for us to pick up that sport. But for them. How long will it take them to, to kind of get to a stage where they're actually competing, do you feel? Well, it's a, it's a great question. And I guess that's the question that the, the powers that be at the ICC and, mm. and the like will be thinking is how long's the runway before we actually start to capitalise and, and get market, market mm. share for the American population and start to return some of the investment, sizable investment they'll have to put into it. So I'm not sure. I, what I will envisage mate is that the first probably decade or two will of um, American sport uh, cricket in America will be consumed by probably more of the expat Asian um, population so there's a huge Asian population Indian um, Pakistan etc that are based in the in the US um, so I envisage that they will dominate the cricketing circles initially um, before it really gravitates towards the the local um, sort of American um, uh, demographic so that's what i'd anticipate uh, i guess it's a little bit like mm. um sevens you know they, they've been able to grab a hold of of rugby and, yeah. and make a fist of it as well and, and no doubt you know they, they've got the sheer the sheer skills and and population to make it work so don't know mate that's a watch the space i guess but uh just before we get off to the break one thing i, I am intrigued about is we we're co-hosting the 2028 world cup T20 World Cup. There's a World, T20 World Cup in Australia next year. Why aren't we co-hosting that? It's food for thought, isn't it? How did we miss that boat? Pretty frustrating. It's 7.38 in the morning. We've got coming up next, we've got All Whites Chat with Jacob Spoonley. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. I've just got my Cafe coffee to Baz's disgust. I'm just sipping on my McCafe coffee here in a hawker and it's tasting very good to get me through the next hour and 15 minutes. Right now, keep the Texas coming through. We'll get to those very shortly. Some great Texas regarding uh, the All Blacks selections. But right now, it's time to talk a bit of football after a long hiatus from international football. The All Whites have returned in style this morning, securing three straight wins for the first time since 2013 when they comprehensively dispatched the Gambia 2-0 thanks to Chris Wood double. Jacob Spoonley is a former All Whites and Sky Sport analyst. He is with us now. Good morning, Jacob. 
Good morning, Izzy. I'll tell you what I'm looking at, mate, just to really annoy Baz. I've got a Mick Cafe flat white, which I finished at about 2.30 this morning. So I hope that winds them up as much as you sipping on one. That's not very nice. Oh, is it? Mate, you're up a, you're up morning, a lot Jim. earlier than us, mate, going? so you deserve it. We're going good, mate. Going good, mate. Hey, uh, what's your initial thoughts after that, that match, mate? Would, would Danny Hay be, be happy right now, 2 0? Is that a fair summation of that performance? Look, he was holding court after the match, and we saw that on the footage coming out of uh, Dubai. And I'm quite curious to see what he was saying to the players. There was some hand gesturing, mm. uh, and there was, you know, that traditional kind of uh, semi-circle where everyone's listening to There's not much talking being done by the players. And that kind of indicates mm. to me that he's laying down the law, not in an aggressive way, but he's definitely saying, look, this, yeah. is, this is the standard of international football. We've now gone three out of the last four games where we've got 2-0 up, and then we've let teams back in against Curacao mm. and against um, Algeria in the closed, uh, behind closed door fixture that we had earlier this week. The team won 2-1, having gone up early, taking chances but not converting all of those, and we didn't shut the back door. We saw that again this morning against Gambia where we dominated. They had good individuals that we nullified and shut down. They weren't fantastic as a collective, but we got to the 80th minute mark and we were two nil up, hadn't closed the gate. They then came in with two guilt-edged chances where they could have either gone 2-1 uh, to create a frenzy ending, or they could have even gone on and drawn the match, mate. So we dominated. We've got to be happy with wow. that. We put a run together, but there still are some things mm. that we need to sharpen the knife, so to speak, is he? Mm. Hey, Jacob, it's bad set. Hey, um, and I'm going to talk to you, even though you just you know, made me feel very left out, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I was over in Abu Dhabi recently, mate, and I was actually at the same hotel with Danny Hay, and I managed to have dinner with him, which was a really fascinating night. Got to chat. Um, a lot about what he's trying to install in the all white setup and the culture and 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 the um, and how they run things. He was really open with his communication around it, and it seems to me like they've got a, a really nice environment there, which is quite unique because um, most environments are quite linear in in terms of income and experience and things. But because of the likes of Chris Wood and that playing in that side and then the amateur players at the bottom, it's such a stark contrast. He said that could be a bit of a challenge, but do you think they have been bound together quite well as a side and hence the results are, are progressing quite nicely? Yeah, I do think that's the foundation to it, Baz. Uh, if we look back a couple of years, um, I'm sure the name Owen Eastwood would be bandied about and people have heard of his wonderful work in culture building and leadership building. So Owen was actually part of the initial phase around developing the forward culture. He's obviously used a lot of tikanga and a lot of um, Maori mythology and explain mm. the all-white heritage to them. And that really makes the players appreciate what they've got. And more than that, and to your point, the players are now taking ownership of that culture, of the team, and Danny is very supportive of that. So I think what we can say is that he's definitely elevated um, the, the importance of culture and also really placed uh, an importance on putting the player first in terms of everything that the coaching staff does. So is this either going to give our players the best chance to perform when we ask them to go out and do so in 90 minutes in some very strange parts of the world? Um, and if it's not, then we need to think about it. So he needs to be commended from that point of view. Uh, and more so, mate, He's been very inclusive. He's given players an opportunity. I've counted 52 players that we can call upon for this all-white uh, team mm. to select that are playing in decent tiers uh, of competition throughout the world. Um, not all of them are obviously going to make that starting 11, 
but just speaks to the depth of the um, players that he's got at his disposal. And more than that, mate, he's given uh, a debut in the last eight games that the All-Whites have played. So he's really encouraging uh, depth and also a new generation of players coming through. Mm. Love that, love that. He's building for the future and 52 players to select from healthy, healthy stocks within... New Zealand football, but um, let, let's talk about three wins. As, as a pundit, you could probably be happy. You could take a lot away from it. You, you know, the success after getting three great wins uh, against some, pr- you know, pretty, pretty solid sides. But for you, you're in analysis, and we want to talk about learnings. Where do the All-Whites need to perfect or build on going forward if they are going to be, you know, a, a big factor on the big stage? Yeah, it's a good question, and I think, the most obvious one for everybody is that it's a really positive thing that we're creating these chances. And a lot of those chances are coming off great play from our midfield. So the likes of Marco Staminich and Matt Garbett, who are both still 19, so still very young. But the guy that's really stealing the show every time he steps out onto the field for the All-Whites is Sarkreet Singh. Uh, Danny likes playing him in the number mm. 10 spot. He wants him to start high and then come into the pockets behind an opponent's midfield. And importantly, play the ball into the likes of Joey Champness, uh, Elijah Just, Colin McCowart. But the combination that's really sticking out is with Chris Wood. And Chris Wood popped up with yeah. two goals this morning. The pick was the second mm-hmm. where Sarfri used a run from Joey Champness to split the Gambian centre-backs. Woodsy then played on the shoulder and Sarfri dissected the gap that had been exposed. Beautiful weight on the ball. Woodsy was able to go around the goalkeeper and just tap it in. As simple as you like, all off the back of the wonderful technique from Sarfri Beautiful. Yeah, nice. Beautiful. I can envision, nice. I can envision that, mate. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. beautifully put. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Jacob, obviously um, we'll, we'll want to talk about the Phoenix shortly because we're, we're covering the A-League as well here on SCNZ. But just, just a, a quick touch on Chris Wood, the class and, and the experience of him. He's, if he isn't one of our greatest already, he's got to be on the way there, surely. Yeah, I think he is, mate. And look, he's got he's up against it in terms of his competition down uh, the generations. Uh, Winston Rufo, obviously, is a place that holds a really special... Sorry, is a person that holds a really special place in Kiwi's heart. Um, Woodsy is now, I think, either level or he's very, very close to knocking off Paul Coveney as the top goal scorer of all time. Uh, mate, he's been around forever. I think he's had a decade playing for the All-Whites. He's notched up almost 200 games at the Premier League. That gives you an idea of how good this player is and how consistent he has been. And then I saw the other day, mate, it was the anniversary of a post that goes out. You know how on social media we get these little weird anniversaries. And it's a photo of Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy on the bench for Leicester City. And it was taking the match saying, how can Leicester City in the championship at that point in time have both of these talents on bench? The answer is a young 21-year-old Chris Wood was keeping them there. He was Just quickly also, we have coverage of the A-League on SENZ this season, which is brilliant, including the Phoenix game on Sunday evening from 8pm. Very excited for that. Hey, just quickly, um, Jacob, what can we expect from the Knicks to start this year? What do you think? Are they going to be good? Yeah, mate. Uh, 
Well, first of all, love that you boys are covering the A-League. I think it's going to be a competition that takes off. We've seen APL come in and start running the ship. It took over from Football Australia, put a massive emphasis on growing the league and the coverage that it gets. So really happy to hear that, boys. Uh, in terms of the Phoenix, uh, it's going to be um, a situation where we've got a big question that we need an answer to. So last year, we lost our top scorer in Tama Hamid, lost our top player. And Lucy Favela, who won the Johnny White medal, uh, which is the medal for the best player in the competition. Tammy Devlin then left and went to Hearts. And Stephen Taylor was signed uh, in contract for the season, but he retired. More than that, if I'm over, it also left the club. So you'd be thinking, that's a, that's a spine of our best players. For me, there's an opportunity for some young Kiwi talent to step up. And it's really exciting. So I think it's going to be intriguing starts to the season. I'm expecting Clayton Lewis to have a breakout season. He is primed to start dominating games uh, in combination with Alex Rufa in that midfield. And I think they're going to be very important to the way in which Rufa Tully wants to play. He wants to control possession, uh, wants to manipulate things with the ball. Um, but another player for me that you've got to keep your eye on is young Ben Wayne. So he's a player that is probably knocking on the door for this all-white squad and wants to get a chance in the January window when we understand the all-whites are getting close to certain games. Um, so that'll be two players I'm expecting to think from. And then obviously, oh, nice. I've got a mention. I look forward to Hey, Jacob, sorry. We're going to have to stop you there, Jake. Sorry, brother. We're going to have to, because I don't want to cut you off. That'll be rude. But we, we, we really appreciate your time, mate. We've got to quickly shoot off for a wee break. But thank you so much for joining us. Not a problem, I really mate. appreciate your time, yeah. bud. Thanks, Jake. There you go. Jacob Spoonley. We're going to have to... Chemist Warehouse is home to the Life Space Probiotic range. Shop in store or online. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Wednesday, the 17th of November, the D-Day. We're off to Queenstown. Anyway, that's enough to chat. It's just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got a great show coming up. Well, you're a great guest, actually. Looking forward to chatting to Millie Kerr. She is the cricket sensation, teenage sensation. She's taking a bit of time out to uh, focus on her mental health, and I commend her on that. She's back playing for Wellington, and she's also back in the White Ferns playing some cricket and ha- having a wee camp camp with the, with the ladies there. So she's on very, very shortly. But right now, I gave it to you. John Adshead. John Adshead. <laughs> John Adshead. <laughs> if they don't get this, <laughs> if they don't get this, I reckon we give up on this quiz, okay? Because we cannot hand it to you any more than we have. <laughs> that is question number one. So it's time for... <sighs> it's Bezzy's and Izzy's radio frequencies. It's Bezzy's and Izzy's radio Frequencies. She walks real yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you're having a great day. It is that time for Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies, and I said it. I said it. We're going to take caller number eight, and caller number eight is Simon from Auckland. How are you, Simon? Hey, Izzy. Yeah, hey, your time to shine, mate. Good How luck, Simon. You? Good luck. How are you, Sim- Simo? You all good, mate? You good, mate? Yep. Ready Feeling to go. Confident? You've been listening. Th- <laughs> you feel you've, you've been listening throughout the morning. Obviously, I gave you the first answer. Yeah, I think I got the ones from yesterday. I think. 
Yeah. Oh. Okay, one. here we go. Here we go, mate. Here we go. The spotlight this week is on Auckland's frequency, 1476 AM. We're giving you the chance to win $1,476. All you have to do is correctly answer 10 questions. Now, hopefully you were listening to SCNZ yesterday. Between us, Smithy Staffy, Kirsten Beef, we gave you half the answers. Get all 10. And the $1,476 is all yours. Get one wrong and it's game over. Anyway, you'll get $14.76 for everyone you get correct. You ready to go? Yep, yep, mate, yep. Oh, all right, question number one. <laughs> Who coached the All-Whites to the 1982 FIFA World Cup? John Edzett. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate, Persistence pays off. Seventy-six. You've got it. You're, you're in the that? game, mate. You're yeah. in the game. You've made fourteen dollars seventy-six, mate. You're in the game here. You're going to walk away with some money. That's what we like. Anyway, question number two: Who was the Kiwi-born player who scored first for Ireland against the All Blacks in the weekend? James Lowe. Correct. Okay. Correct. He's, yep, here we go, here we go. Question number three. Which trophy do teams in North America's NHL compete for? Stanley Cup. Yes. <laughs> there he is. You've made $44.28. Here we go. Question number four. Who did the Blackburn Sevens beat in the gold medal match at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics? Um, um, was it France? Oh, no. yes, mother. Congratulations. You're up to question number five, mate. Here we go. Question number five. Which player has won the most golf majors, golf major titles with 18. Uh, Jack Nicholas. Yes! This is good. Is, this is good. Here he is. Mate, you've, you've made $73.80, so you're going to walk away with a nice, wee, handsome bit of cash. Anyway, question number six, mate. Question number six. Which former double international was elected New Zealand cricket vice president last week? Um, cricket Five, vice president. Four, three, two, um, one. Leslie Murdoch? Oh, yes! <laughs> you beauty, you beauty. <laughs> that was enough time for you to get those fingers... Tapping. No, I trust you. I trust you, Simon. Here we go. You're up to question number seven, okay? Question number seven. Yeah. Which country will Kiwi trampolinist Dylan Schmidt compete in the World Championships on Friday? We have him, We had him on yesterday. Yeah, I think I got it, but excuse the pronunciation. Azerbaijan. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> that oh, we're so close, Az. Here he is. You've made $103.32. Here we go. Question number eight. Which year was LeBron James drafted? Five, four, three, two, 
2003. Oh. 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 Question number nine. Question number nine, okay? Who holds the New Zealand men's 800 metre record? Five, four, Peter Snell. Three. Oh, he's on his Come way. On. He's on his way. <laughs> Come on, Simon. Come on, Simon. Here we go. Here we go. Question number 10 to take it home. I'm going to count down from five, mate, so you need to give me the answer before we get to zero. Which famous French footballer, which famous French footballer was sent off <laughs> for headbutting in the 2006 FIFA World Cup final? Five. Zinedine Zidane. Whoa! You beauty! That's a work trip. Oh, <laughs> oh mate, how are you feeling? How good? Yeah, but shaking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a performance oh, is. Okay. What a performance. Oh, that was well done, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but we... we, we what are you going to do with your cash? Succeed. What's that? What are you going to do with your cash? What are you going to do with your cash? Your 1476 bucks, Simon. Wow. No idea. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. he, won't, he won't be telling a certain someone, I'll tell you. On the quiet. Congratulations, Simon. How good, eh? How Thanks. good. Thanks we really so appreciate you coming on the show and... Attacking the Bears and Izzy's radio frequencies. Congratulations, Simon from Auckland. He is taking it out. Make sure you're back tomorrow because we do it every day. We do it yeah. every day on the Bears and Izzy's. No, you can going. win 14. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We're not going to. We'll see your name, mate, and you've been, you've been crossed off the list. So there you go. Well done, Simon. <laughs> oh, back that's brilliant. Bears. And how good as well. How good. Simon from Auckland. Uh, let's hope yeah. today he gets a little bit of good news that very soon he'll be able to get out of Auckland, go somewhere for a little bit of a holiday and spend some of that 1476 bucks. Crikey, the phone lines in behind the scenes are going to be going hot. We're in trouble just giving money away left, right and centre. That's what we do here <laughs> on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. We are the generous folk. Great quizzes. What an absolute climax that was. That was so good. Right, it's time for us to keep moving along here. In the euphoria of that success assignment, we're going to start talking a little bit of cricket, which means we're talking Razine. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Baz and Izzy are talking cricket, thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Oh, what is it about that tune? How good is that tune? It just oh. gets you up and about over the summer months. My phone's just come hot. Going down there. My phone's just come hot as uh, Hutchie, he's listening over an Aussie. The bank yeah. of Hutchie's <laughs> just been 
taking a dent. He's trying to offload, saying it's my shout. What are you talking about? <laughs> You've got plenty, mate. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it is a great uh, opportunity. It's my pleasure to be able to introduce our next yeah. guest. There's a World Cup on our shores next year, and it's the White Ferns who will be taking every opportunity right now to be able to get themselves up and running. They've got a camp down in Christchurch at the moment. They're at the, out there at Lincoln. They're crafting their games, getting themselves ready before they head off to domestic cricket. We're going to head right down to that camp now. Someone who is an out-and-out superstar, even at such a young age, she's made a huge impact on the game. And we're looking forward to chatting to young gung Amelia Kerr. Good morning, Millie. Are you there? Millie, are you there? Are you there, Hello? Millie? Yeah. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah, good morning. It's Baz and Izzy here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Mealy, it's great to chat to you, mate. How's the camp going down there? Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, had a few big days and and in the next in the next today, so it's it's been good and it's been good being around the group, training together more. Oh, that's fantastic. It must be so good for you to to be back in as well. Obviously, you've been playing for Wellington and absolutely dominating. But just to be around the uh, around the the White Ferns girls again must be fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome to be back. It was a bit a bit weird um, watching them play in England and staying at home. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be back there. They are a super family to me, so I'm loving being back, and it's a great group to be a part of. Yeah, just just chat to us a little bit about that White Ferns environment. Obviously, the last few years have been a little bit up and downs, probably probably fair to say but not there's not a lack of talent within that side um have, have you guys chatted about um being able to uh, look towards next next year's world cup or and um and say right that's our real line in the sand that we need to go out there and make a big statement as a team to, to befit the talent that we have yeah i think we've got all, all the talent in the world on our side and um the great thing is everybody's improving but over the past few years we we haven't been consistent enough and I think that's the key that we're great in patches and then and, and we don't we don't apply pressure for long enough so I think having this opportunity to train together more um have more conversations about the game and I think a key is just building beliefs in individuals and in the team that that we are capable capable of um greatness and 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 I think with that, then, then we can play fearless cricket. So um, hopefully we keep growing together and we're all very excited for a home World Cup. Yeah, I look forward to Hey, Millie, it's Izzy here. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. We'll be trying to get you on for a few few months. I wanted you uh, a few months <laughs> ago, but really appreciate your time. Hey, uh, just, just for you, how are you doing? How are you doing? And, uh, you know, how's, how was your time away and how you enjoy being back in the cricket scene? I, uh, I'm going pretty good at the moment. Um, I'm really glad I took that t- time away. I'm not travelling, I mm. guess. I was still training. But the time to be at home with my family, my friends, um, working with a psychologist, and I, I definitely need a bit of time, and it's got me to where I am now, ready for a big summer. And um, it's awesome to be back. It was a bit, a bit weird at first, and I was actually quite nervous um, coming back. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's the same, and I, I am definitely glad 
I took that time and I think mental health is so important and it needs to be talked yeah. about more. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to be back and I, I still have my moments every now and then, but I just um, know how to accept them and deal with them better. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very open about mental health on our show. We love uh, chatting about it and, and you know being very vulnerable about our own struggles, particularly my own personal ones as well but for you what, what were your biggest learnings and a bit of advice that you, you give someone that is out there that is probably struggling a wee bit can you give us a little something yeah I think it's you can be taken to some pretty pretty dark places and and you can't quite see see clearly especially when you're all alone and and it's hard to ask for help in those times um, but mm. I think it's so hard to fight fight alone and and for me it's been learning to accept my feelings that everybody yeah. feels things and, and a big thing for me is that it will pass and in, in those times where it's tough you, you don't really think it will but if you hold on ask for help there's always people that want to help you and it, and it will pass and mm. and and mental health it, it happens to everybody just on different different levels but um yeah, just knowing that we'll we'll pass and that and that there's always people there to help and people that want you here. Yeah, that's beautifully put, Amelia. Hey, um, mate, you're still you're still young in age, but you've been around the the game for a little while now, and you've just kind of developed right in front of us and in terms of growing up. And uh, do you find that you're you still allow yourself the opportunity to be able to? still just enjoy yourself and, and not be all about performance out on the field, but obviously you've got to keep growing as a player, but do you find you, you get the opportunity to just really immerse yourself and have fun as well? Yeah, definitely. Ever, ever since I was young, I've been, been yeah, I've had a great balance and I absolutely love cricket, um, but I am very level, level with and don't ride the um, highs and lows of the game too much. Um, so I, I definitely know how to switch on and off and um, just make making the most of the time I have at home with friends and and everything and um, yeah I just I do think it's so important to have other interests and hobbies outside of the game as well um, otherwise you do become consumed by by the game so um, yeah I definitely believe I have that balance um, while I still absolutely love the game and put everything into it. What are some of the what are some of those hobbies and and you know things you like doing outside of the game as well? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very social, so I love hanging out with my friends. I have a huge um, extended family, so um, a lot okay, of time with them. They're all very musical, <laughs> so so I, I love music, and then um, I, I'm doing a bit of study as well. But yeah, just I love the beach. Um, so just hang out with mates, really. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're very social here on the Bats and Izzy for breakfast. We're, <laughs> we're heading down south later on today. We can't wait. Hey, quickly, just before we let you go, um, you've had a bit of time away from the game. Have you been able to work on your craft and have you, you know, you've, you've, you've had back-to-back fifers bowling. You've been bowling outstanding. But is there something that you've added to your, another string to your bow that we could potentially look out for when we watch you play? Um, yeah, it's, I, can't be wrong, I guess. 
I guess being around this winter um, allowed me to have a really good training block. So um, mm. been working on my game hard with with my bowling. Um, I've tried to get a slider going, so that's something I'm working on, and we'll probably pull out this summer. Um, the good thing is I don't actually know what it does because sometimes it's like a side spinner, <laughs> and sometimes it's a slider. So <laughs> I think if I don't know what it's doing, then the better can't. <laughs> yeah, that's Warney's mantra, isn't it? It's sort of the natural yeah. variation. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I've been working on my bowling, trying to get my leg spinner going a bit more and developing a slider, which sometimes is a side spinner. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That cracks me up that you love the beach, you're living in Wellington, Mealy. What's, what's the go there? You get about two know, beach days I, a year I, down there, wouldn't you? Well, you might be able to you might be able to have a jam with uh, with Izzy. Uh, into your music, you might be able to have a bit of a jam with Izzy. He's very musical as well, aren't you? Oh, mate, I can't play an instrument, but I listen to it. <laughs> well, do you play instruments? What, have you got an instrument you, that you play, or are you more singing? Um, I can play a few chords on the guitar, but not. I'm not great. Can you sing? No, I can't sing. My sister's a great singer. Give us a bass and Izzy sing. Come on. <laughs> no, we won't make you do that. We appreciate you coming on and chatting to us as well, Mealy. You're an absolute superstar, mate. And we're so lucky as New Zealand cricket fans to have you back and and competing and doing really well domestically and back in, in the fold with the White Ferns. I know they'll appreciate having you around as well. Infectious mm. personality is what everyone says about Amelia Kerr, not just a sublime talent. So thanks heaps for joining us here on thanks, Baz and Izzy, Mealy, and say good day to all the girls for us. Cheers, thanks, Baz. Thanks, Izzy. That was Amelia Kerr. She is an absolute superstar, and it's great to have her back. That was our cricket catch-up with Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past the past 10 years. It is six uh, 8.23 in the morning. Gee, we're almost... Finished is, and then we're off. Well, it was home, back. Well, hey, how exciting is that? I just had a little coffee dropped off to a little McCafe coffee. So life's good. We've got Paulie Moati from the TAB up after the break. But for now, it's big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It is 8.28 in the morning here, and you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennards High phone line. 0800-150811. We were going to have Paul Lee Moati for the TAB. We're going to do that a little later when he gets him on the other side. For now, we want to just revel in the success of the Baz and Izzy's frequencies quiz and Simon's ability to nail all 10 of those questions. Finishing in Zinedine Zidane to take home $1,476 to the 09 up there in Auckland, and we hope he spends it wisely and he... He finds a way to just enjoy his little success for today. What a great quiz is. How good was that? Up and about, weren't we? Up and about, Bazzy. Up and about for the quiz. And we've got a question for tomorrow, Bazzy. We've got a question for tomorrow's. The first question for the Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies tomorrow is, who did the Warriors play in their, in their inaugural NRL game in 1995? The answer is Brisbane Broncos. Brisbane Broncos. So that is the first question for tomorrow's Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies. And now that we're up and running, we've 
got one away. We're not going to give you quite as easy a start. We're not going to tell you right before we start the quiz tomorrow <laughs> what the answer is. It is Brisbane Broncos is the answer. We've told you now. Okay, Now you've got to work a little bit harder this time around for Hutchie's money. All of our money. Anyway, it is 8.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We have got Trudy now with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Alrighty, we're 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. The doyen, Ian Smith, up after us. Well, Nick Kyrgios, he might not be too thrilled with Sydney then because it looks like Sydney has emerged as a potential back door for Tennis Australia to welcome the unvaccinated top stars of the sport into Australia ahead of the Aussie Open. So Daniel Andrews there in Victoria, their Premier, has said they, they will not seek exemptions for unvaccinated players, but New South Wales not shutting that door. So there you go. The Sydney Morning Herald is reporting that potentially they could bring overseas players to New South Wales and play the lead-up tournaments, including the ATP Cup, before oh, after they do their 14 days hotel quarantine. And then once they're already in Australia, they could then cross the border into Victoria for the Aussie Open, which is pretty interesting. I don't think Nick Kyrgios would be too thrilled about that. And a little bit of rugby news here, boys. Ollie Ritchie, News Hub rugby reporter, good lad, is reporting that John Plumtree has listed Bowden Barrett as in doubt for Sunday morning's test against France. Hasn't cleared his return to play protocols yet following that failed HIA against Ireland, which is pretty unsurprising because this year they have been very cautious and they are taking uh, head knocks very and increasingly more seriously each time. And they have been wanting to give players at least two weeks space between those uh, head knocks at all. So it's probably not surprising and it opens the door for Richie Moonga. And I guess, Izzy, would it be Damian McKenzie as the second first five option either on the bench or starting at fullback? Yep, he'll come onto the bench. Uh, Richie will start at 10 and Geordie will stay at fullback because Geordie's just Geordie. He is our premier fullback at the moment and it's just about the other selections. We've had a few texts coming in earlier on the show talking about we had one for me. Hey, is and Bears. Dom here from Auckland. I definitely think Luke Jacobson needs to start. He brings a lot of mongrel and intent to his game, which he has over the Blues boys, but at the same time, a lot of accuracy. And most importantly, he scores tries. That is from an unknown texter. Um, yeah, I love. I like that. I like that little call from you there. Uh, Luke Jacobson is very physical, and I think. Look, we had a text from Ken, and we know Ken loves Auckland. Uh, players and he, he said I definitely see Akira starting at six and Kane maybe bench. That's from Ken. I'll probably more heading towards Akira uh, Yuani starting at six for me. Just I want to see Akira angry. I want to see him angry. I saw glimpses of it last year when we were playing Australia in the wet over in um in the rugby championship and just saw a real side of Akira that we hardly ever see. So looking forward to hopefully if he gets to start at six, just bringing that real physical nature. No backwards step, getting off the line, putting sh- shots on, and, and we, you know, we know the Yuani uh, brothers. They bring a bit of arrogance too to their game as well, and maybe that is needed. Just something. Don't take a dip backwards step. So I can see maybe Akira starting and and Dane Coles starting at hooker as well. So 
Uh, and we've got another text here. It's from Staffy. We need, Def need Quintu Pyre, someone that is uncompromising and runs it straight. A backline of hot steppers doesn't work. So he's wanting a 12 that is physical, uncompromising, and just sets the foundations at 12 that could potentially help Richie Moinga unlock his ability to break open a game as well. So, yeah, a few texts coming through about the rugby. John Plumtree, yeah, I don't see Baz uh, playing this game. Head knocks are... A big part of the game, he had a big head knock, so he'll be rested um, this week heading into uh, the summer. So, yeah, don't really see that coming up, Baz. But, um, yeah, that's a bit of rugby chat for you. Looking forward to selections later on in the week, and I'm sure we'll be reacting to that come Thursday, Friday, if we can. Because we're going to Queensland. Absolutely, and good on you, Staffy, for texting us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Of course, you can listen to Staffy in the afternoons here on SENZ. From 12 till 4, that goes us in the morning. Then it goes Smitty, the doyen for mornings. Then Staffy in the afternoon, followed by the hilarious Beaver and Kirst in, uh, for drive. They're funny too. Uh, you listen to them much, mate? They are crack-ups. Beaver, he's loving his, he's living his best life in that drive show CD. He is having a mm. great time. His old beef. But anyway, we're going to carry on here. We've got, uh, coming up after the break, we've got Debbie from Property Apprentice is going to join us on the show. It is 8.37 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. 8.42 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're in the final furlong of our show before we wing our way to the beautiful central Otago and Queenstown. Uh, some other great areas and conversations and topics to chat about is property, and the property market is hot at the moment. It's real hot down in Ahoka, where we're seeing net worths of individuals skyrocket at the moment. But alongside sport and weather and punting, of course, property remains the other hot topic of conversation, no matter where you are across New Zealand. Joining us today is investment coach Debbie from Property Apprentice to discuss the riskiest sectors of New Zealand's property market in the current climate. Good morning, Debbie. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, guys. How are you? Very good, thank you. Right, come on, let's get right into it. There's a lot of talk about buying new builds because of the tax benefits. What's what's your take on this one? Yeah, so we're, we're talking to people every day that are looking at investing in new builds. And it's because, you know, the combination of low deposit requirements from the Reserve Bank restrictions and uh, and obviously the tax benefits, you know, the interest on the mortgage is still tax deductible if it's going to be a rental. So that's really encouraging people into that one sector in the property market, which it's just pushing prices up even faster in that sector than uh, than we can cope with. You know, and uh, combine that with the shortage of building materials that we've got, that's just a bit of a cluster. You know, so I, I do see that as being potentially the riskiest sector of the property market mm. at the moment because all it's going to take is for the property market to have a bit of a hiccup and there'll be blood in the water. You know, there's um, there's always developers that go broke in each property cycle. So I think if you're looking at purchasing a new build, whether it's for a home or an investment property, make sure you do thorough due diligence on the developer and get your lawyer to check the build contract before you sign it because they've got clever little things in there like sunset clauses, which means that the developer can cancel the contract if um, if prices increase, you know, so you don't want to be stuck in that sort of situation. 
also the delayed completion times can cause a real issue when we've got situations of bank lending rules changing quite frequently at the moment and lending getting tighter. Mm. So, yeah, there's, there's different levels of risk there. On that lending side, actually, you know, you can get a pre-approval for lending to purchase a new build, but if it's something like a turnkey deal where you just pay a low deposit and then the balance on completion, you know, some of these developers have got their build times extended out for a couple of years because they've sold all of their products for the next two years in advance. So, you know, you can't get a pre-approval to last that long. So um, it would mean that you'd have to reapply for finance and with bank rules changing regularly, you might not actually qualify for lending when you need to settle it. So, you know, it's a bit of an issue. If you're looking at house and land packages, that's a much lower risk when it comes to getting finance. That's interesting, Have I scared you? Hey, um, <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he goes risk versus reward, risk versus reward. I reckon. Um, oh, I hey, talk to us about the shortage, the shortage in materials and the shortage of supplies out there at the moment. A lot of builders talking to me. It's taking forever to get supplies, and the current yeah, uh, exactly. rates with interest rates, the unknown um, aspect of interest rates and banks. We, uh, how? Is it having an impact on the housing market at the moment? Is it slowing down? There's, there are parts of the property market across the country which are starting to slow down. Uh, in the new build market, mm. not yet. You know, there's just, a, like I said, there's everyone just seems to assume that because of the tax benefits, if you're going to buy an investment property, new builds are the way to go. But because of the increased demand, prices have just skyrocketed. So it means that the rental return in new builds is really low. And uh, what a lot of people don't understand is that in 2018, when the government introduced ring fencing of tax losses, you know, the tax benefits aren't going to help you with your cash flow. So you know, new builds mm-hmm. now, we're finding that on average, they're all less than 4% gross yield, which means that if we've got interest rates of 4% and increasing, that cash flow is going to absolutely hemorrhage. You know, you'll be topping that up and you're not going to get a refund from the government at the end of the financial year. So I think for a lot of people, it's not going to be until they get their financials done at the end of the year that they're going to think, hang on a second, where's my money that's Mm. supposed to help with these tax benefits? Because they're just not going to get it. Mm. Oh, thank you very much for joining us, Debbie, on Baz for breakfast here on SCNZ. That is Debbie from the Property Apprentice helping Kiwis create better retirement plans. Register for a free online training session. Text TICKET to 268 or visit propertyapprentice.co.nz. Some food for thought for you and I in there as well. Izzy, we're going to quickly bounce straight over to our man Paul Moate for a TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie Moate, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks, boys. How are you guys? Good, oh, mate. We're talking investing in property down, or investing God. in the TAB. So, so what are you up for us? <laughs> uh, well, let's have a look today. Uh, for you basketball punters, uh, and especially you uh, same-game multi-punters, we've got a same-game claim promotion on two basketball games today. Brooklyn up against Golden State and Utah up against Philadelphia. We've also got a bonus back promotion on the first T20 match between India and the Black Caps. 
And, of course, the All Blacks take on France later on this weekend. There's a bonus back promotion on that match. I know Izzy loves a bonus back promotion on the races, so we do have that on the first two races from Invercargill today. And race one, if I can, I'll just try to steer you into where the money's going. Uh, we've had money for number eight, Super Tap, uh, $5 into $4.50. And there's also been a wee bit of specking about Choice de Jure, number seven, Choice de Jure, $9 into $8. In race two, uh, the favourite, Sea Shepherd, has been the best back there, uh, $4.50 at the moment. And there's also been some action about number five, Grand Express. Opened up at $12, now into $10. So hopefully there's a winner or two in there somewhere for you boys. Oh, you're a good man, Paul Mwati. We will give you a call from Queenstown tomorrow night. Well, tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow night we've had a bit of a we've had a bit of a cock up, haven't we? It'll be tomorrow morning. I'll <laughs> be watching the chase tonight, Ben. <laughs> good man. Well, thanks for joining us, Paul Mwati from the TAB. Of course, promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. Uh, 18. Izzy and I will have a little flutter in our time down in Queenstown. We've only got 10 minutes left in today's show. Our bags are packed as we head to Queenstown. We escape every day at Millbrook Resort, Queenstown. Visit millbrook.co.nz to book your stay. Coming up after the break, we have the doyen and the voice of sport in New Zealand, Ian Smith, and that's brought to us by Temper. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. 8.55 in the morning here on Wednesday, the 17th of November. We are just about on the jet plane. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is that time of the day where we sleep on it with Smitty for Temper, the doyen, the voice of sport in New Zealand. Of course, Temper, they've got mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. We're going to cross down to the beautiful Hawke's Bay and catch up with the doyen. Good morning, Smitty. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, nice, fine morning here in uh, Hawke's Bay. It's been really windy, but uh, it's uh, not now, so that's great. Mm. Wonderful. Very nice. Wonderful. Mate, we gave away $1,476 this morning. On, on yeah, Asia I heard, I heard that. Yeah, that's wonderful news. Uh, so uh, one lucky listener, and there'll be more to come, I'm sure, uh, throughout the course of your promotion, which is a, a really cool one. Uh, and um, I hope it did. We did it go to the Auckland region. It yep. did, yep, straight up to Simon in the 09, which was pretty cool. Well, that's fantastic, because we have no listeners left in Auckland. You realise that to the breakfast <laughs> show, because they can't even go around the block, and you're, you spend all morning waxing lyrically about spending a couple of days down in Queenstown, <laughs> drinking wine, playing golf, staying at resorts. So, I mean, oh. would, would, you, would you blame anyone, anyone in Auckland, for just saying, up you, and listen to someone else? <laughs> Because that is that is pathetic gloating, pathetic gloating I feel, of the highest order. I feel like, it, and it's just it smirks of teachers' pets. You teachers went to Queen, you know, uh, we had to have them, the ones that the you ones that used to, to the you know, the, Christchurch. Is that clear? Oh, Christchurch, Christchurch. Oh. oh, Christchurch. Is that not where Izzy lives? Paradise. He couldn't get off his fat, lazy butt to even come down to the Cup Day or Rickerton, but he can get he can manage to get that fat, lazy butt on a jet to go to Queenstown. He couldn't. He couldn't. Couldn't even come down to the track to do his show from there. Oh no, hell no. No, I've got to save me energy. I've got to go to Queenstown and play some golf.
Goodness me. You know, they drink some wine. Stay in a nicer apartment. Most of Auckland own Queenstown. Yeah. Eh? Good on you. Most oh, of Auckland own Queenstown. We're actually contributing to their bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> You're contributing to your own <laughs> self. Weapons <laughs> don't right, change. Based their on that, then. Goodness sake. Right. Okay, we've got a question for you, Smitty. Our sleep on it with Smitty question. Who's going to put in the best performance on the airwaves between Izzy and Baz down in Queenstown? I'd be surprised if you actually do anything. To be honest, I can see Louis, uh, Ricardo Ball being called in at the last minute, Louis, because you're probably, you know. Uh, you're probably the only available tea time might be somewhere between six and nine. So theref- therefore, of course, you won't be actually be doing anything. It's just, uh, oh, I don't believe it. I honestly it sounds, can't believe I heard that this morning. It sounds like the Hawks Bay is a little salty on it as well, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly. Oh, crikey. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys earn the bickies. You're going to earn the bickies because, for God's sake, you're spending, you're spending them all. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I hope you have a great show today, Smitty. Yay! I'm going to go pack my bags, oh, well. mate, clean my golf shoes, and dust, and dust off my uh, dust off my hip flask. Have a great time, Smitty. Over to you, is. Hey, Smitty, I actually sent you a few text messages. You must have got those ones when you were down here last week, mate. We really appreciate you coming down here and spreading the love for SCNZ, because that's what we're about. <laughs> we'll go down to Queenstown and spread the love now. Thanks very much, Smitty. Great banter. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Great show today. Keep those text messages coming through throughout the day. We'll be back tomorrow for Baz and Izzy's Frequencies. You can give a chance to win $1,476. How good. Well done to Simon today. Congratulations. He took away the gravy. We'll be back tomorrow. Brisbane Broncos, the answer to the first question. Kakiteano.